Thanks for joining us on this special episode of Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman. Today we will be featuring snippets of some of the best episodes of 2019, including guests Mark Killen, Hans Van Dam, Ish Jindal, Gabe Larson, and Tom Jenkins. Here's Mark Killen's breaking down what retargeting bots are and how to effectively use them. So I think the thing that people need to realize is, um, I'll take a step back, conversational marketing is not chatbots, it's not live chat. Those are tools. Yeah. Right? Those are tools. Email's a tool. Yeah, for sure. It can be kind of a channel, but it's definitely more a tool if you think about it. SMS is a tool. It's a tool. The phone's a tool. What conversational marketing is, it's an overarching philosophy and strategy to start more conversations that will help your sales team connect with people faster Mm -hmm. and create a better customer experience which all are in service of driving more revenue yeah right or retaining that revenue so when you ask about retargeting there's there's a a blueprint that i know you folks have used that is super important to retargeting because it's a little bit more complicated right because like you're you're saying hey a visitor's coming back to the website and i want to serve up a different experience for sure maybe so it all begins with like, what page are you trying to retarget someone on? Who are you trying to engage with for the second, third, could be tough time. Does it matter where they're coming from? Yeah. Does it matter if they came from a content syndication program, an email nurture, um, maybe they came from a, a paid ad, right? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, maybe from social. Yeah. Um, then you have to ask yourself, why are they coming back to your website? for the X amount of time, whatever like that, you know, second visit or fifth visit might be. Yep. And why are they on that page? And why do they want to maybe ask you a question or start a conversation conversation with you? And why do you want to have a conversation with them? So if you can map those those things out, the what, the who, the where, the why. For sure. You can then create really sophisticated retargeting campaigns based off of what you know about that person. Because I think the big failure marketers make today, and it goes back to your conversion rates, optimization point, it goes back to not generating enough pipeline or revenue, even though your top of the funnel looks healthy, is because they don't take the time to slightly personalize the experience based off of who's visiting the website at that point. And I think that's where retargeting comes into play. Here's Hans Van Dam on creating effective conversation using empathy and how to make good conversation flows. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you what happens when you do the sample dialogue, right? What that enables you to do is have much more empathy in the beginning, right? Because you start to understand your users so well, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're on a landing page and you want people to download your paper, right? So. You know, you go through the canvas and you start to understand your users. You look at, you know, the boosters, the barriers, and the information needs that they might have. And the person getting into character is going to play that out, right? And the bots will, you know, get to understand that better and better and better. And here's the thing. If you as a user or as a human in general, if you feel understood, then you're okay with the other person taking control of the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So if you feel like, hey, I really understand what's happening in your mind, <clears throat> what your concern is, and you sort of feel like I take you seriously, yeah. then, you're, then you're okay, then you wanna follow along. Um, usually these chatbots are, are bad, because in, in, in that respect, there's no empathy, because what happens when you don't feel understood, that's when you 
start talking a lot, right? And yeah. then it's when you're giving me input and it breaks. So what we do is we have more empathy in the beginning. The user feels understood. And then we can pretty much have a very simple dialogue with very binary questions, uh, very short and simple. They're usually a bit longer than other people's designs, but they work better because you're okay and you have trust in the experience. So empathy in the beginning, then there's like, you know, short, simple questions that are very binary that you're happy to answer. And then per prompt, really what we look for or, or per note is, you know, don't make it too long. Uh, so we have the one breath test. If it's, you know, if you can't read out a prompt in one breath, then it's too long. Then we have, you know, what we call the Jenga technique, you know, like Jenga, the, the, where you have the tower with all the little yeah. blocks, right? You have to take them out one by one. So we do that with, with everything we write. So we look at the tower of meaning and then we take out words without the tower of meaning collapsing. And just go over your writing. Uh, you can pretty much take out 50% of the words of everything that you write. So you can make it much shorter and much snappier. So once you have the structure of the conversation and you've really trimmed it down, now it's time to apply certain conversation design fundamentals. So every turn that you write for, you want to have an acknowledgement, you want to have a confirmation in there, sometimes implicit, sometimes explicit, and you want to end with a short question, pretty much a prompt to sort of let the other person know that it's their time to speak again or yeah. talk again, right? Yep. So once you have those fundamentals in place, that's when you go sort of to your personality right. And, you know, you want to make sure that the brand is represented, that the bot personality that you've crafted is in there. So, you know, you have standard vocabulary that you do and don't use. Um, and then the last step is really to apply more psychology. Here's Ish Jindal on creating chatbots that actually convert and it's two techniques for introducing chat into your company. Uh, chatbot as an interface or chat as an interface is, especially in the business context, is very new, right? Now websites have been around for what, two decades at this point of time? Yeah, almost two decades, right? Um, and there has been a lot of evolution in terms of what websites or landing pages look, used to look like, say, uh, back in 2000 to what they look at this point of time. But the thing with chatbots is, They've been around for a, for a few years, like three, three years, uh, I think, yeah, three, three to four years at max. Um, because I remember when we started TAS and when I used to do these outbound sales calls, nobody really used to get what a chatbot was, right? So I can, I can definitely say that it's been around for three years as, as, a, as a buzzword or as a, uh, as a hype word as well, right? Mm -hmm. Now, since the, since the space is so new, uh, there's going to be a lot of evolution in terms of how people create chatbots that actually convert, right? Yeah. Um, and there are not a lot of people in the world out there at this point of time uh, who are thinking about how you can make good conversation flows because at this point of time, a marketer's role in like, someone is telling an, uh, a marketer in a, in a company that go ahead and start using a chatbot, right? But nobody, or people have not really started thinking about how to create good chatbots that will actually convert, right? Um, and that's totally fine, but I think, you know, there'll be, there'll be uh, a separate job profile per se uh, in, in organizations which would essentially be about conversational designers or something on that front whose job would be to create these uh, good conversation flows. Like, just like you have these email marketers, right? Whose 
whose expertise lies in how they can write emails that actually get a good open rate and a good click rate, right? Something yep. similar would happen with chatbot conversations as well. Now, and you know, um, so we have been helping, just like, just like yourself, right? I mean, we have been helping our customers as well. And we've been trying to make them understand that chatbot is not really a magic wand. Like it, it won't happen that, you know, you just start using a chatbot and your conversion rates would just shoot up. You have yeah. to really make good conversation flows because people think, you know, I'm going to pay for a chatbot and my, converse, like my conversion rate is just going to shoot up like in a week or so. And like, this is not going to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to really make an effort to make this thing work as well. Uh, and we're going to help you with this, but yes, you have to make an effort, right? So, I mean, if, if I go to the much more details of it, we have been thinking about, or we have these best practices around how to make good conversation flows, right? And um, we've been writing and you know recording a lot of videos also around it. But just to give you a sense of it, um, say you are in the travel space and you're building a building a chatbot, and you know if you're asking to someone's name, and if you say something like "please share your name," just like you would do in a form, this is not the best way to ask for someone's name because this is just not how you talk over a chat, right? Yeah. If you're if you're just texting someone, you won't be saying "please share your name," right? But I still see a lot of organizations or businesses doing this. Here's Gabe Larson on two trends he's seen in successfully engaging customers. One, quality over quantity, and two, using an omni-channel approach. Probably number one is, for a long time, salespeople have been focused on quantity. Now they're thinking more about quality. Um, And I'd probably, you know, we could dive into some other things, but I want to spend just a second on here because this, um, this, you know, idea of just unwanted, untargeted, you know, unabashed spamming type of outreach is starting to slow down as companies start to use words like personalization, as they start to use words like prioritization, um, thinking more about, you know, what they should say rather than just kind of throwing things out there. So I'd probably say that that's number one or one big trend. The second is, and I think we'll get into this, it's um, uh, this multi-channel or omni-channel approach to engagement. It's just, as you look out in the market, um, companies have been dedicated to tools and um, communication methods that they're comfortable with. And that's obviously led by the phone, voicemail, and email. That world is just, it's not dying, it's just changing. Um, You know, a lot of people don't want to answer the phone, but truthfully, a lot of people don't want to listen to voicemail. And and truthfully, a lot of people don't check their LinkedIn. and so what we're finding is that the buyer needs to be engaged with where the buyer wants to be engaged with. And so companies are, are finding that the hard way. They got people who love the phone or they love email and um, they're not getting the rates they want. And as soon as they start to change and morph and find wh- where the buyer is, they're starting to have more success. So I'd say number two is probably on that omni-channel approach. So those would be kind of two maybe interesting ones I think are out there. And last but not least, here is Tom Jenkins on best practices for using social, phone, email, and chat to engage your customers. Yeah, so social is clearly a big one now on on LinkedIn. Um, There's just, you know, I'm a a big Gary Vee follower. I'm sure other people listening in are and organic reach that you can get through LinkedIn is crazy when you're just building your personal brand and brand presence and I think when again when you learn to do LinkedIn right 
as in you know not just say it's not a so you call it social selling but it's yeah. it's not a sales tool it's an engagement and a network building tool and I, I, one of our trainers said this, and I, I, it's always stuck with me. Just think of LinkedIn the same as you think of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with your friends. Yeah, a bit more professional, of course, but you know, you're just being nice, building relationships, educating, kind of adding fun, adding value. Just forget about the sales side. Once you've got a relationship, then you can end that relation uh, that conversation but yeah the initial relationship building's key and you know let's not forget the phone the phones the phone yeah. still is our our king of sales let's not forget the phone the phone is still our king of sales so to speak it's it's where we generate most of our results we love chat chat is brilliant um always trying to use them all in combination so using linkedin in combination with chat, in combination with the phone, in combination with email. And if you get the cadences right and the touch points right of each, every channel is just going to snap.